0: A Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl podcast. Lucky episode number 13. I am Eric Rhodes, your host, along with my trusty producer, host, co-host extraordinaire, does all the great things here at the Arizona Bowl, Ben Chulik. Ben, welcome back. Episode 13, just like we did 12 yesterday.
1: It does seem like that, and it's a great time to be talking about what we do. A A lot of exciting things happening for the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl right now.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, it's football time. We've talked about a lot during the off season and leading up to this, but it's so good to be back. You know, Saturdays are just full of waking up and getting ready. Here on the West Coast, we get the enjoyment of early morning football and some great kickoffs, so it's a lot of fun. Mountain West and MAC are wonderful conference affiliates. A lot of big wins to start the season. Our kickoff luncheon is coming. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Presented by my camp solutions down to underneath a month before we kick off our stuff here uh, we got some bowl game logistics. We're going to talk to our big man on campus here at the Arizona Bowl, Del Arvio, our COO, who is uh, not just the chief operations officer, but our chief football officer here. He knows all things football, too. Uh, Del, you're going to get to, to chime in a little bit on some of the things that are going on, some trips you've taken to visit our conferences, uh, and just talk football like you like to talk.
2: All right, Eric, uh, great time of year. And uh, especially recently, we had a chance to go to both San Diego and uh, Tempe up north to visit with our conference partners. Uh, Outstanding visits. And and for everyone, uh, understand that football is all about relationships. Uh, We love to meet people, share our passion, dive into their passion. And so we meet. We meet our conference partner teams. We met Ohio, who was our champion last year. We met San Diego State. uh, Again, in San Diego, Eric and I together. And then just this past weekend... Uh, Fresno State took it to ASU. We were there meeting with Fresno State and all of their staff, again, sharing their passion, our passion, and uh, hopefully inviting them to our game in 2023.
0: You know, I mean, and, and aside from just being there and relationships are huge, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a second, our conferences are playing really well. Some big time wins. You're looking out of the Mac Northern Illinois tops, Boston college, Ohio. Who's our defending Arizona bowl champions, massive win over Iowa state held them under hundred yards rushing, um, big win for them. And then Miami of Ohio, a win over Cincinnati. So big time ones there, the mountain West, as you mentioned, Fresno state over Purdue. And just this past week, you were there to witness the one in Tempe, Wyoming over Texas tech and overtime. What a great comeback that was. Uh, Um, And then UNLV with a big win over at SEC Vanderbilt team. Um, Man, it's fun to watch these teams that we watch all year starting to get noticed on a bigger scene.
2: Absolutely. And these programs, it's no surprise to them. I mean, They're there to compete, and they go for the W every single weekend. So uh, no surprise there. Uh, We love seeing them compete. Even when they don't come out with a W, you know, Wyoming goes down to Texas and, and takes it to them for nearly three quarters. Just outstanding football being played by both the Mac and the Mountain West um can't wait for the 2023 game it's gonna be awesome
0: you know when people ask about the importance of bowls and I think this is something you can speak to having spent so much of your career in the football circles uh how important it is for some of these young guys to get noticed on a national stage and for scouts who happen to be watching Wyoming at Texas or you know the Ohio game or, or UNLV anybody who's watching football to say man that kid's a football player like uh so one of the things we love about our bowl is an opportunity for our young men to be seen on a national stage, and perhaps progress to the next level, whether that be CFL or in the league.
2: Yeah, our, our players uh, from our past bowl games—they uh, they're in the NFL now, and we see them play on Sundays. Uh, it's it's a privilege to have them here in Tucson, have them in our bowl game, uh, get to meet them, and, and and see the programs how well they play football. And just the trajectory they're taking, uh, it's its awesome football. You you should be part of the 2023 Arizona Bowl.
0: Absolutely. I think the most notable that you, you probably know right now is Jordan Love is an Arizona Bowl alumna, as well as Logan Wilson on the Bengals. Uh, those are probably the two most notable names uh, that most folks would recognize right now who came out of uh, the Arizona Bowl. Um, you mentioned something a minute ago that I think is really interesting. We get asked a lot, Ben Dell and any, anyone on our staff, what we do all year relationships is such a big part of it. And Dell above anybody else starts talking to every single team out of both of our conferences uh, weekly, pretty much now, really a couple a couple of weeks ago, right before week zero. Tell us a little bit about how much that does for our bowl game, just having relationships, whether it's a text, an email, just that communication.
2: So, yes, uh, on a weekly basis, I, I try to always either text email, or call our partners. And with each school, our my primary partner is the director of football operations, the DFO, every team has one. And and it's critical because we get a really good sense, a good feel for the team, um, what their goals are. They get a feel for us. Um, our bowl is known for its hospitality. And so when they are selected to our game and come to Tucson, uh, we hope they'll come not as new partners, but as friends already because we had a relationship with them. And that's been, has happened in the past. Um, the feedback we get is outstanding. Uh, they all share that hey, it was great, that we were so prepared, so aware of what to expect, and then it was executed well. So.
0: And I can't tell you how big it is. Just like any kind of family holiday, you know, Dell and I were out in San Diego for Ohio at at San Diego State. And uh, the night before, we got to spend some time in the Ohio Hotel meeting with all those folks just to see them all and the excitement around that program. The next morning, we are at the San Diego State Hotel and got to meet with Coach Hoke and a couple of people from the San Diego State side. That's really where those relationships are made. You know, Coach Hoke was so glad to see us from San Diego State took a minute, you know, all of these coaches, and I'm sure it was similar for you and Coach Tedford uh, and Tempe over the weekend, make time to come say hi to us. Make time that they know, they want us to know that they want to be part of the Arizona Bowl and they want to be selected to this game because we've moved up and now our ninth year, which is crazy to a lot of people, in that pecking order, that we are the game these people want to be at. I know you had that experience at Fresno State. Tell us a little bit about them, King. Yeah, we'd love to be in Arizona with the Red Wave.
2: Sure. So Fresno State um, having a great season. The Red Wave was out in force. And what we try to convey to them is we we do want them here. We may not get a chance. They likely could be conference champion and go elsewhere. But um, imitation stands. We'd love to have them here. And then when we visit with them and we talk football we talk about our bowl game, I'm hoping that they understand we care, number one, and we're here to do uh, the best job possible for them. I think that's the message they get because we're physically there taking the time talking football with them.
0: Yeah, and I think the the most important thing that I would think maybe is part of your job when we're touching on this is is not just – we don't do it for right now. Like you and I were in Tempe last year with Eastern Michigan, and we established a great relationship with them. Now, they've never been selected to Tucson – this might be a great year for them. We'll see there. They're having a good year as well. Um, but that night we spent with them uh, in their hotel that you spent the night before and at the game there in Tempe just goes so far in establishing what the Arizona bowl is and how we are. I mean, quite frankly, and if any other bulls are listening to our podcast, you should listen to this. Um, we are, <laughs> we're, we're usually the only bull there. Uh, we're usually the only ones and, we see the the athletic directors the presidents the coaches and they love it and they appreciate it and that sort of thing goes a long way
2: absolutely Uh, one message i share with every team because some teams uh this season you know may have one or two wins and not really be a candidate to come here but i tell them all if it's not this year it's next year we're going to welcome you at some point to tucson and we do follow you every season whether you're winning 10 games or two games also Football is a very small world, so we see people at one institution take new roles at different institutions, and guess what? They're part of our conference partners as well. So someone moving from Eastern Michigan to Wyoming, <laughs> Alex Jewell, etc. cetera. So we see that all the time, and a small family, again, all relationships.
0: Hey, it's so funny, those relationships. This has nothing to do with football, but just the tightness of our football family. Uh, one of our, our all-star interns, Kaylee, was in Charleston, South Carolina with her family on vacation over the summer and ran into and recognized and took a picture with Jeremiah Covington, who's the, the DFO at Ohio. And they saw each other, recognized each other, and it was like, hey, this is it's great to see you. And so it goes well beyond what you think it might have just a, a handshake. You really do become family with these people that you work with on this level.
2: Yep, absolutely. Our Our goal when a team comes to Tucson, is they come as friends, but they leave as family. And that continues going forward because it pays dividends. It really does. Again, small world, one person tells the next person, uh, I'm talking to schools that have never been here, they already know all about us, which is great because they've heard through the grapevine about our hospitality, about what we offer. So that's great.
0: Uh, I'm going to wrap it up with this with Dell, and then Ben and I are going to get into the rest of the meat of this episode. Dell, you're our analytics guy here at the Bowl. You're a black-and-white numbers guy, but you are a football analyst to the core. Who do you like this year from both of our conferences? Who might we see? You know, we're, we're in we're week four now. We already have a pretty good idea of, of who's going to be real good. Who do you like?
2: So um, we're fortunate in that we get a very high pick from each conference. So, we're looking for the best of the best from each conference. Um, Mountain West, I'm following closely. Fresno State, talked about them already. Boise State, Air Force. Uh, again, teams may surprise us. So there's, there's San Jose State, a lot of Colorado football. Left. State, a lot of good football. Exactly <laughs> yeah. right. Exactly right. And then in the MAC, um, Ohio having a great year. We likely would not invite a team back to back years. Um, we're looking at Miami, Toledo, Buffalo, um, all very competitive. They'll all be at the top of the conference.
0: I, I think you're right. The projection I saw, you know, we we always follow the projections of, of every bowl week. The one I saw that struck a chord with me the most today, if we had to pick today, would have been Air Force Toledo. I saw that proposed matchup and I was like, that would be a good football matchup. Yeah, I would take it any day. Ben's nodding his head and uh, he'll get the mic back here in a second. But thank you, Dell, for all that you do. Um, you can find Dell on our website and if you want to ask him a questions, this dude loves to talk football. In fact, we should get you on the show a little bit more. I with was the- going to say, Dell,
1: <laughs> Dell knocked it out of the park. I mean, you might have a future if this bowl business thing doesn't work out.
0: He does. You know, we've mentioned our blue blazers before and Dell does a wonderful job, uh, at every one of those meetings called football one-on-one where he just picks something out. And it's not mansplaining before you go there. It's just talking about some of the fun things about football that you might not know. So pick his brain. He's a fun football guy. Thanks so much, Del. We appreciate having you on. Speaking of football and relationships, Ben, man, one of the great things that you and Dell do every single week, every Friday night, and this has been one of my favorite things to watch, and we've talked about it on the pod before, is our Friday night lights with high school football here in Southern Arizona. It's been a smashing success. Ben and Dell take out our giant helmet, put it up at these high schools, give away some tickets, take photos. Uh, our partnership with National Football Foundation of Southern Arizona, uh, we give away some t-shirts at the end to all-stars who are recognized, not just for their play on the field, but just for being outstanding young men and that's picked by the coaches. Um Ben, you got to go to the town too tough to die this past weekend. Uh but this is what we do it. Tombstone Arizona, which you've seen in the movies. Uh I'll be your Huckleberry. It's one of my favorite movies out
1: there. You got to spend some time. Tell us about Friday Night Lights in Tombstone. Oh yeah. That was that was a special trip. It was you know not it was unique to what we're used to here in Southern Arizona. Very very small, small scaled back, you know, high school football setup field. In fact, when we were pulling up to the high school, I thought, "There's no way this is the field. This must be a practice field." And sure enough, it was. It was the uh, the place. But the thing that's that's great about us reaching out to not just the the Tucson high school football community, the it's going out to all of Southern Arizona is how appreciative they are when we make an appearance down there. Everyone was so excited. For us to be there, we were getting offered, you know, free food and drinks from the booster club at the at their concession stands. And the principal came over, and both schools' uh, representatives came over. They're so excited to see us out there supporting Southern Arizona high school football.
0: Yeah, and these schools deserve it. I mean, that's why the program, you know, when it when it originated, is such a cool program. Just this year, I mean, last year you guys went to Thatcher. This year we've been at Wilcox already. Um, we hosted uh, – Benson was at Tombstone, so another yep. kind of smaller southern Arizona town. Great fan base. And you talk about small fields, but, man, they put on big-time experiences. Like, you know, if you get a chance, Ben posts some great things on his Twitter handle of – you know the the big tunnel that the Tombstone Yellowjack has run out of, and they they love it. I've been to games at Thatcher and Wilcox before. I haven't been to Tombstone, but now I'm going to. Uh, it is so much fun. A few people make a lot of noise.
1: Oh yeah, and the stands were packed for that game. It's uh you know Tombstone and Benson are are basically next door neighbor rivals, and it was a big deal for Tombstone. They hadn't beaten Benson since in high school football since 2005. And they pulled it out in the last minute for for the victory so as you can imagine there was a i'm sure there was a big celebration at big nose kates later on that night
0: how badly do you just want to dress up and walk down the middle of that street and just like just staring down people
1: no kidding there i there was someone that won we give away tickets at all these uh, at all these games and the person that won I I wanted to ask if he was one of the um, OK Corral actors because he had the Doc Holliday mustache and and (laughs) goatee. He looked just like Doc Holliday. I think think we might have Doc Holliday coming to our game this year.
0: Uh, I would love that. And, (laughs) I mean, let's just feature him. We could throw him out there. He'd be amazing. Uh, This is going to be a plug for visiting Tucson on behalf of our Visitors Bureau Visit Tucson. It's one of those great things here about southern Arizona. You know, Tombstone... It's a little over an hour drive, but it's a pretty drive down to southern Arizona. Uh, it is a cool spot. And, I mean, you want to talk about history. Oh, yeah. It's it's literally you can walk the streets of history. And I, I make the joke, but it's called A Town Too Tough to Die. And you see it, you feel it. I'm a native Tucsonan, and I've been 25 times, and I'll go 25 more. Uh, I love it down there. It's cool. Wyatt Earp days are so much fun.
1: Yeah, I have guests coming for Thanksgiving this year, and that's the first thing I did on Saturday was call them up and said, I think I know what we're doing on, on Friday. I think we're going to do a little little day trip down to, to to Tombstone.
0: Yeah, and all these communities, you know, you talked about Wilcox earlier. They have apple annies there, which, you know, pumpkin picking and apple picking it is the staple uh, of southern Arizona. We go down there every year. It's just a wonderful area. And of course, we're biased, but man, I love it. You're from, uh, you know, you, you've spent a lot of time all over. I say Michigan all the time just because you're a Sparty grad. Uh, RIP, by the way. Thanks. Uh, nice. <laughs> rough time. <laughs> no <of> comment. <laughs> yeah, rough time of year for the Green. But, uh, you know, it's one of the cool things that, that the Arizona Bowl is all about. Um, ben, where are we headed in the next few weeks with Friday Night Lights?
1: We are going to be at Tucson High next week and then in two weeks we'll be at south point which we have a lot of blue blazers that are south point supporters that and that's how the program works our blue blazers do an awesome job of volunteering and representing the bowl they're they're the ones that are kind of manning our info table getting people to enter the win tickets and that's that's one of the more popular games is the the south point game coming up in two weeks
0: you guys are hitting, like, the film history of Tucson here. Can't Buy Me Love, Patrick Dempsey, classic, yeah, yeah. filmed at Tucson High. A lot of it right there, Tucson High. So follow Ben, follow Friday Night Lights on our tombstone, and, you know, basically the Arizona Bowl film and tourism stops now.
1: Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> and I, I will say, too, you know, credit to Del, His This was kind of his – his baby his, his brainchild and it's it's really taken off and I, I think it's even inspired our friends up north at the fiesta Bowl. they're they're doing something very similar um with the high school games in the, in the valley that you, they just started this year which is great you know um what do they say imitations the the most sincere form of flattery or no i got that wrong
0: no i think that's it i think you're right whatever it is they're copying us and we love it because <laughs> it's great for high schools absolutely all over the place Man, I love talking football, and Dell is one of the best. So you, you got an insight into what our offices look like because what you just heard is yes, a podcast, but it's also a lot of our days where we just stand in Dell's
1: doorway and ask questions like that. Yes, w- wisdom from <laughs> Dell. We are very lucky to be able to receive that anytime that we would like.
0: Yeah, I, I guarantee you. You know, he he might be a a permanent fixture here on the pod because uh, no, it is is fun to talk football, and it's just man, he does such a great job. Um, interacting with every single team from both of our conferences on the regular, and, and it does us really well. Um, but talking about interactions, our guest today is one of those people, probably a lot like Dell. You probably wouldn't see on any of our bowl stuff. You probably don't see much of her at Barstool, but she is the glue that holds Barstool together. Her Twitter handle is at Live LiveEventsLisa. Lisa Litvak is one of the funniest people you will ever know because she can do it all she can say it all and on this pod we talk about it all so coming up right after the music you do not want to miss our time with lisa litvack of barstool sports welcome back to squib kicks a barstool sports arizona bowl podcast on our show today someone who's near and dear to our operations here in tucson Someone who you won't see, but you see everything she does. Live events, Lisa. Lisa Litvak, welcome to the show.
3: Hi, hey Lisa. Guys, how's it going? How's it going, Eric? I never knew you had a radio voice. <laughs> yeah, I, I get never, to kick
0: in every now and again.
3: I never, I've never yeah. heard that. I've never heard that version of your voice. <laughs> it's sure. very podcasty.
0: So we're gonna lead off making fun of me that's the relationship we have that's good i appreciate that
1: yeah i have exactly. to use the big boy voice now with our big show you know we have he's, he's of modest that are going to hear he's, this he's being modest he has a, he has a, a a background in broadcast i don't know if you knew that in, there you go. in broadcast who television
3: who knew maybe i'll start calling ago. you i'll start calling you pipes or something <laughs> That's
1: great. I've been called worse. It's fine.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's all.
0: let's rattle off a little bit of what Lisa's done. Vice president of live events and production operations at Barstool Sports. Been there for three years, although I feel like it's been longer than that. No, three it ha-
3: it has been long. It has been longer. It's actually been been four. Um, feels like yeah. twenty, but it, it's been four. Yeah, I started in twenty nineteen in July of twenty nineteen. I started as a one man band. I was, uh, you know, department of one. And here we are four years later. I have, I think, seven people working with me now. And yeah, we're just jamming. We're, you know, we're a machine factory. All over the world. She's yeah. worked
0: at MLB Network, NHL, a great stint with U.S. tennis, USDA there, yep. and a proud alumna of Indiana. She loves yeah, her Hoosiers. Yes,
3: I do love my Hoosiers. Man, <laughs> when you say all those jobs, it makes me sound so old. But I guess I am. <laughs> Not at I, all. I've been around. Um, yeah, I was at each job for right. six
0: months. We're going to dive right in here. I mean, as I said in the intro, you do so much that people see but never see you. You tell us, like, you know, your job title doesn't do you justice. If you had <sighs> to tell somebody, and we're going to get into Lisa's dating life in a little bit, which oh, I geez. can't wait for, but um, give yeah. us the give us the profile of what it is that you actually do with Barstool. Um, I th-
3: I think I would say you know, we bring to life the experimental, you know, the experiential part of our podcasts, right. And our blogs. Um, I think a lot of people know Barstool for, you know, what they see on social media, what they listen to in the podcasts, what they read in the blogs, but then there's this whole other part that we bring to life by, you know, doing events, you know, the Barstool classic, right. That's an extension of foreplay. It's, you know, people have the chance to meet, the golf guys, they listen to the podcast every week and then they go play golf with them. Chicklets, spitting chicklets with the chicklets cup, right? Like, you know, people spend, you know, twice a week with these guys listening to them and then, you know, get to play hockey with them. So I think we, you know, the best way to say it is, is our department brings to life, you know, everything that you see and hear at, at Barstool.
0: And I know this is a big part of your fabric and I think what you guys have done well kind of leading the industry is the podcast industry billions of dollars just raking mm-hmm. in money hand over fist? Mm-hmm. You guys have taken podcasts to the public, and that's really kind of what you and your team does. How impactful are those experiences?
3: Yeah, when people I, get I to mean, meet
0: those goals? Yeah, I
3: I always say I, guys I feel and you know like,
0: spent chocolates and you know.
3: Yeah, I feel like I, I'm I'm very lucky because right because I get to see I get to actually see it. Um I get to see the smile on people's faces when they meet these podcasters, right? I get to talk to golfers that tell me they had the best day of their life, you know, playing golf at the bar school classic. It's, we always see and we hear and we, and we feel how impactful our fans are. Well, impactful is the wrong word, Ben, you could cross that out when you're editing or, or you could leave it in. Um, (laughs) They, 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 you know, we know how rabid our fans are and we know how, how much they love Barstool, but, you know, I get to actually see it. Um, I get to see the emotion and, and how happy people are. You know, when we're at a Plan Brie, um live show and, and girls are are crying when they meet, you know, her, It it's impactful. Yeah, it's
0: impactful. I love that piece. And if you haven't seen a classic or any of their live events... They are so fun. Uh, ben and I have been fortunate to go up to uh, the Phoenix area the last couple of years when the Classic is there. And Lisa, you're not lying. You watch these grown men act like they're in college again because it's their buddies. It's awesome. They get to meet some of their golf heroes. Max Homa was out there this year, you know, yeah. casually on the Ryder Cup now. <laughs> yeah,
3: no um, kidding.
0: You know, these events are, are, are not just kind of like, hey, let's go have beers and have fun. They are that. But these people get into it. They're competitive. They want to meet, greet, have life experiences.
3: Yeah. And I think it also brings them closer to the podcast, right? Or to the talent or to the blog. They almost, it's like it brings it to life for them. So they want to listen even more and they tell their friends about it. And it becomes even, uh, you know, a stronger relationship between, you know, the Barstool fans and the Barstool talent.
0: Yeah, I love that. So obviously, you know, Barstool and the Arizona Bowl have a great time. We love our Mm -hmm. partnership there. Uh, One of the fun things I've learned working with Barstool, mostly from you, is the things they throw at you. What is it like (laughs) to sit in meetings to say you know what we're gonna go broadcast a corn fairy tour or put on a live yeah. hockey event or we're gonna have a bowl yeah. game like as you sit in these meetings are you just kind of like afraid or excited or both no i'm definitely
3: i'm definitely not afraid i'm definitely not afraid it's, i'm definitely excited remember um when big cat wanted and it was it big cat who wanted an eagle um Yes, a bald eagle for when he sang the national anthem like three days before he's like we get a bald eagle and we we ended up getting him a stuffed animal but um (laughs) yeah i mean i think it's exciting i mean yeah it gets a little stressful at times but my team is so good and we have the resources to be able to you know make things happen so you know barring actual time on our hands like you know we usually get it done but yeah some of the things I'm trying to think of like a good one. Um, when somebody wanted something and I was like, oh, this was a big one. Um, for Gilly Fest this summer, Wallowing Gilly, they wanted to be able to show the, there was a big pay-per-view boxing fight that they wanted to be able to show at Gilly Fest. And when I called the promoter, it was like, basically like, you can't do this. Um, we, we can't show it to that many people. And, I think I called him every single day, including every single of the 10 days I was in Spain, being like, are you sure? Are you sure? And I remember getting a call on the last day I was in Madrid and I got a call and the guy was like, you know what? You wore me down like you could have the fight. And I was like, yes, we did it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we get it done one way or another.
1: Yeah, I, I was thinking of putting a question, you know, the kind of the typical question. What's a typical day? like for you and then kind of realized you probably have 365 is... unique days throughout the whole you got
3: year. it you got it and that's one of the reasons why i love barstool so much is yeah typical is not a word i would use to describe my days that's for sure um <laughs> they're definitely all different so yeah it's uh it's exciting that's for sure it keeps me young so we got to it's witness good.
0: We got to witness the, uh, the end of the, Oh my gosh, we did it here after last year's Arizona bowl, but let's reverse engineer a little bit to the day you found out that Barstool was going to do a bowl game. What was that like for you? And yeah. What unbelievable.
3: Unbelievable. I think it was like, it was one of those things where it started off that we might just sponsor a bowl. It wasn't that we were going to actually do the production and you know, my background for the most part is in TV, being in TV trucks at the NHL network, MLB network. And um, that's my, my love. My first love is being in a TV truck and and production. And when I found out that we're, you know, aside from rough and rowdy and and the BSI game that we did, that we get a football game, which I've never done football before too. So that was exciting. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, it was unbelievable. It's crazy to think, you know, that, Little barstool, right? Like a, a podcast and blogging network is now, you know, putting on a, a broadcast of a, a bowl game. It's crazy, <laughs> and 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 not to my surprise, but we we crushed it. Like the broadcast was terrific. There were no technical issues. Um, the talent they were terrific. Like every time we do one of these, it, you know, we just get more comfortable and we get better at it.
0: So let's jump to that end. And when you guys did How about this? I, I, that have,
3: I have a question for you. Okay. When you when we'll you then. found, obviously, like, you were, like, this is great. Like, you knew we were going to do it. How nervous were you about the broadcast? And just, like, would we be able to pull it off? Like, would, would, was Dave and Dan going to say something? Was Jake Marsh, who you... Hardly knew at the time. Like, was he going to be able to do it? Like, how much doubt was in your mind?
0: That's a great question, okay. and I'll be very—I'll okay. be very yeah. transparent. Yeah. Right. Like it was—it was scary because my background is in that world as well, in TV trucks and all. And I know just as well as you do, like all the people it takes and all the moving parts to pull off a professional broadcast. Um, and Pete Overmeyer, all business Pete, who yep. worked with a lot on that. Once he and I got kind of deep into the woods about how the the production line they handled and Don Brashears, who mm-hmm. was running, like
2: mm-hmm. those
0: guys I knew, and I was like, All right, they've got pros doing this. We're gonna be okay on the broadcast side. Mm-hmm. And the camera setup was NFL Cal was was Cal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cameras that brought in everything. The tech plan was top shelf. So nervous at the beginning, but once I saw the plans, I was like, Okay, we'll be fine. The Dave and Dan and Jake thing was is it still makes me nervous let's be honest <laughs> it like, makes me do <laughs>
3: sometimes um, no, yeah absolutely.
0: but uh you know it's great it's cutting edge you know jake from the day we had this first conversation about jake march being play-by-play it was like wait who's jake marsh yeah um, yeah but since then he's gotten you know a lot more air er-
3: absolutely. has been great. yeah yeah i think he's in been the, the golf on espn
0: he's I, done a great job he did the ball. i think he did a great job
3: yeah, he's uh, definitely MVP. Like he, you know, most most improved. Also, like I think he, he's really proved himself, and and he's very good.
1: Yeah, I, I was a little bit nervous at the beginning. My when I was kind of getting a, doing a little bit of research online about who is Barstool, who are all the people we're working with. My introduction, to Pete was watching some clips of the college football <laughs> show. And it was it was it was Dave and Dan yelling at Pete about their head their headsets yeah. and things not working and just kind of cursing all business Pete. It's like who is yeah. this guy that we're working with? And then obviously it didn't take very long in in a couple conversations with with Pete to, to get to know the the real Pete the behind the scenes he, Pete. Exactly. The, the,
3: yeah. Yeah. He he uh, he knows what he's doing, um, and that that won't change. The guys uh, giving him you know crap about it that that'll never change even if it's not his fault
0: what were your highlights from the bowl what do you love about about the experience
3: um i think honestly just like first of all working with all you guys it was terrific um you treated us like a real network from the very beginning you treated us like you know uh, a espn or a fox or cbs um which was which was very respectful and and honorable and you know obviously we deserve it but not we don't always get it. So um, that was great. And just like working with you guys, you know, from anything from figuring out where our set goes, you know, we always came up with a solution. Um, so we wouldn't have to change the way we do things. Um, even like our call recently, how I was saying how our desk this year, we wanted it to be a little bigger. Um, what could we do? You know, you guys threw out suggestions. Do we go to the other end of the field? You know, by the way, I think we're just going to stick with the smaller desk this year to make it easier. <laughs> breaking news um
0: wouldn't be you without being able to do some actual production
3: on this call so good yeah exactly (laughs) um so you know i think and and then also just doing it right like just doing it um you know the days of being excited about being on a field or being near players like that doesn't i i could care less about that after you know 20 years in this industry but um i think you know, just technically getting through the broadcast and, and, you know, seeing it through that, that to me is what gets me excited.
0: So Lisa, I was saying like, you guys started with a bowl game, but then said, Hey, let's do a basketball tournament. Mm -hmm. So what was it like? You know, I was there in Chicago with you guys, like, all right, I'm sorry, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Like, yeah, it was, it was a crazy, but Um, fun couple of days.
3: Yeah, that was, I think, you know, that was our really our first big, big event. I remember after Pete and I were leaving the venue and we were just, I drove him to his car and, you know, we just sat in the car for a minute before he got out. And we were like that, like almost like a a deep breath. Like, I can't believe that just happened kind of thing. And it was perfect. Um, Again, not, not so much. We doubted ourselves. We knew we could do it, but it was more just like, he put in so much effort in getting it done. And then I, you know, on the tech end and and the rights end, and then, you know, me on the event side with my team, it was just like, it happened. Like we couldn't believe it happened. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, we did golf this year. We're doing the invitational again in November, this time in Chicago. Um, So yeah, the rough and rowdies, I think it's just something that we want to continue to explore and, you know, we want to continue to be in that business.
0: What have you learned from those events so far? Like what's, what do you feel like is your biggest takeaway having done, you know, basketball, football, golf, mini golf?
3: Um, I think with all those events and even the ones that aren't broadcasted, right? Like the Chicklets Cup, the live shows with the chicks in the office and, I think that the thing I've learned is like, they're never gonna be the same. And there there's not, you can never prepare enough. It's like, you have to put yourself in a position to succeed as best as you can. And then just know how to deal with all the unknowns that come your way when the event starts. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is just like, dude, shit's gonna go down. Like, how do you mitigate it? and how do you move move forward and make sure nobody knows that something got messed up
1: this is not an e podcast you know just e podcast by the way yeah, <laughs> I, yeah say, I mean you're, listen
0: you're fine doing that and it, it reminds me of barstool that you, the production i do have a mute button And a guy on a mute button in case Dan or Dave, you know, says something that we got to mute.
3: Yeah. It's, you know, I think the good news, and and I say this to my, the guys who work for me all the time, I say, and when I hired them and interviewed them, we don't work in an industry where, and I have said this line a hundred times, you know, it's, we don't work in banking. We don't, you know, we're not a lawyers. We can't look in books, you know, to get answers. We just have to learn from our mistakes and move forward. And I think that, when things do go south sometimes like it's great like because you know you'll never make that mistake again type of thing so yeah we're always learning the uh more, you're you doing
0: uh you touched on it that you're going to do the invitational again here in chicago november 9th or mm-hmm. 8th eighth or
3: 9th november 8th um, yes
0: november the 8th uh this year you're featuring loyal chicago sister jean yes up um playing florida atlantic and then game two they're back they couldn't get enough the first year mississippi yeah. state playing uh you know one,
3: yeah.
0: one of the in-state Our, either yes. favorite or the true devils arizona State. uh funny in game story two about there.
3: that um 12 year old lisa maybe a little younger nine year old 10 11 12 year old lisa um was one of the biggest duke blue devil fans uh out there uh to the point where I've recently said to my mother, weren't you like concerned about my obsession for a basketball team? And she mm-hmm. was like, I let you be you. Like I knew it would be a phase, which it was because the day I went to Indiana, stepped foot on Indiana's campus, uh, Duke was in the rearview mirror, which funny enough, my sister ended up going there. Um, so uh, the anticipation of meeting Bob Hurley, Coach Hurley, Uh, coach of the arizona state Sun Devils is um i know i told you before i don't really get excited about players or being on the field or anything um i would be lying if i said i wasn't excited for this one so (laughs) just like what do i say to him do i just do i ask him if we could uh facetime christian leitner or just like you know take a selfie and say nice to meet you and move on like i I have another eight weeks to figure out my strategy of what to do, but
1: you know, Europe you know, Bob, talking about we'll it, it out. <laughs> you know, Bobby Hurley played one game for the Indiana Hoosiers, right? You've seen that, right?
3: Yes. In the movie blue chips. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, great movie. Great movie. Uh, great movie. That's funny. Uh, anyway. So yeah, that's a yeah, great movie.
0: Uh, well, it is football season. So let's talk about the live football show and college football and all the things that go into that. That's become like a monster of its own. You know, you guys are up against game day and some of those other ones, but man, the venues are packed and excited. They're, are you, it's prepared awesome, and are you prepared to keep doing those?
3: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I've actually stepped away from those a little Taylor Ray, Justin Mancini, Kyle Enright, all those guys who you've met, um, you know, working on the Arizona bowl Uh them together with Pete and, and, David Blattman, who produces it, they've really taken the reins on that. Um, But yeah, they're super uh, professional. We work with CSM, which is a logistics activation type company out of North Carolina. And they bring that stage and all of our signage and, you know, it's really wash, rinse and repeat with those The, the most difficult part of those shows is just finding a location to do them in. That's what I would say would be the most difficult part is, as you can imagine, some college campuses don't love to have us. Um, they're not welcoming us with open arms. Some are, some aren't. Um, so the ones that aren't, it, it's a bit challenging. But we've we've successfully uh, had one show in Alabama so far, I think, next week. Uh, I don't even remember where we're going to the next one. I have like 18 events in between, but yeah.
1: It sounds like Deion Sanders said anytime you guys want to come down. Yeah,
3: I mean, I would not be shocked if we end up, you know, maybe going back there. That's one I'll go to. I always I like to go to one or two just to check in. If we go there, that one I would definitely do.
0: You just touched on it. You travel more than just about anybody else I know in my world. Um, What are some of your favorite
1: college cities you've been to?
3: Bloomington, Indiana, and there's no others.
1: there's a big there's a big gap
3: (laughs) there's a big gap it goes bloomington (laughs) then like a really 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 big gap and then any others are fine michigan state how about that that, yeah there there you you go go.
0: yeah don't no don't don't just cater to (laughs) that we don't we don't
1: need any sparty love here the show was in uh when they were in east lansing was in my college apartment parking lot it was like, it's my, ba- my balcony was right next to their production check. The,
3: be- the best part of that, the best part of that show was, I think, and there are pictures on the internet if you Google it, but it was like, I think ESPN game day was there as well. Or Fox, yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember. No, which, all
1: three, which... all three were there. You oh, guys, they- Fox and, and ESPN game day.
3: There were like aerial pictures of ours and then aerial pictures of the others. And it was like, it was, yeah. it was silly. It was silly.
1: Things have changed now since that game, unfortunately, for Michigan State. Yeah. We don't need to yeah, talk well, about that.
3: Uh, well. <laughs> it's okay. Indiana doesn't really have that much of a football team either. So um, but.
0: so we've talked all right, both of you guys. You've got your Indiana, you've got Sparty. Tucson is my hometown. You've spent a lot of time here now. What do you right. enjoy about Tucson?
3: Yeah. I like the food. The 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 food is really good. Um But yeah, Tucson's great. The the scenery, the the small little, it's like, has that Western feel to it. It's, uh, I had a great time there. We had had a nice time.
1: And the golf. Nice weather for you too. The
3: golf, we played, Ben and I played golf.
1: Yeah. Um, How's your golf
0: game? I think
3: it's terrible when you only, when you play (laughs) once every uh, seven weeks, because you're always traveling. um, It's hard to get better, but. Yeah. It's not good guys. It's not good.
0: All right. So outside of the Arizona bowl, I'm going to have you pick one event that's been mm-hmm. the most fun for you to work on. What would that event be?
3: Um, I love the rough and rowdy events. They're so weird. <laughs> um, they are just special West Virginia, where we have a lot of them is just a special place. Um, if you know, you know, um, so I would say rough and rowdies are are a lot of fun. Um, the chicklets cups are also really great. Um, but yeah, I, I think rough and rowdies are, although I don't really, Justin handles those too. Um, uh, so I try to get to like one a year, but
0: it's you gotta s- stuff. stop being so important. You're just handing all your, yeah, stuff right. Off.
3: Yeah, it it took me a while to learn how to delegate, but I I think my team would say I'm getting much better at it, which is, you know, it's good and bad. I like being in the weeds, but at the same time, it's also nice to be able to work on, you know, bigger picture things. So,
0: so. speaking of bigger picture, Barstool made a huge move, is in the middle of literally a huge move opening the Chicago branch and the Chicago office. Uh, I'm sure you've been heavily involved. Tell us a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, I actually haven't been involved in it too much. Um, Pete really spearheaded that whole project. Um, We've been helping. So aside from live events, I also oversee our studio production, um, which is, you know, handling all the podcast rooms, making sure that all of the crews are booked for when like a Sunday conversation goes on the road and they need a crew in a random city, our team handles that. So I've been um, involved on, on that side of things, making sure all the podcast studios are up and running. Um, but yeah, we're still in the old office. The new office isn't quite open yet, but we're getting there. We're making progress.
1: So hopefully sound- in the next
3: couple of weeks.
1: It sounds like the ultimate fan cave with all the Right? I that heard. they're going to have in there
3: i know i heard there's going to be a basketball court or something in the middle of it
1: yeah basketball court video games yeah all kinds I of things a little bit that you don't know
3: yeah uh, yeah no it's a good thing <laughs> that's it's, it's i know i know enough lately
1: so now that you have okay. like your talent now that you have your talent split up does that make it more challenging for you in terms of coordinating what um, people are doing yeah, podcasts little, from hey.
3: Yeah, um, it hasn't been that terrible yet. But yeah, like, listen, there, there was, um, you know, it was really easy to walk down to, you know, I'm on the third floor. So I say walk down, but walk down to the second floor and like talk to Big Cat or talk to Hank or, or somebody, you know, what flight do you want? Or, you know, what day do you want to record? So now it's a phone call and and a text, which it is what it is. It's fine. Honestly, I'm not even in the office that much because I'm all around. So it's, It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal, and I think they're going to be you guys are just
0: you guys are so used to changes on the fly. Um, A big one happened. It's been an interesting year for Barstool. I mean, I I I feel like I guess you could always say that, but uh, this one particularly interesting as you were under the pen umbrella and now Dave yes back for a buck. What was that like? You know, it seems like there's a lot of excitement. What's oh, it what's yeah. it like there at Barstool? Um,
3: yeah, I mean the day it happened, I, I had no idea. I don't think ninety nine percent of the office had no idea. And when he made the announcement, it was just like oh my god like it's shock. Like, oh my god, this is awesome. And um, yeah, it's just it's I think it's great for Penn, it's great for Barstool. I think the creatives are gonna be able to be super creative again without any restrictions. I mean, everything they've said, you know, I'm don't have to repeat what's been said by Erica and and Dave himself but yeah I think it's just gonna you know give more way to being our true authentic barstool self
0: I've gotten to know Lisa over the last couple years and really enjoyed it but one of my favorite things about following Lisa as you should (laughs) on social media is not only for all the places she travels she's got great photos great stories (laughs) but the dating adventures of life life events is I amazing mean, I it mean, used to I be think... better
3: when i didn't travel as much but <laughs> yeah I, I wouldn't say there have been that many lately so it's okay I'll just my, my personal forever.
0: favorite is is taking the dog on the date and just saying like, like no matter what i'm gonna end up with somebody with me that was amazing so <laughs> right um um you know, we get to talk off, off this podcast a lot and we hear you've got a great blind date story. Oh want to what the so, story is.
3: <laughs> so it, it's, it's not as good as I, I made. I feel like you're, I gave it a lot more hype. Um, <laughs> no. So Just, a couple of months ago, I, I, like a most guy dates. At, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, on one of the apps and he says he's a surgeon and I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like, doctor like who doesn't need a doctor in their life right and um I go to meet him and he's late and it was like five ten minutes I'm like what's going on and then he texts he's like I'm so sorry I'm late I'll be right there I'll explain everything and we sit down and he's like I'm really sorry that I was late I was in surgery and things went a little sour so I'm like thinking oh god like he's a heart surgeon or something and he like someone died He tells me that a flamingo at the Bronx Zoo broke its leg, and when he was putting it back together, um, the flamingo like went into like spasms or something, and they had to control it. But luckily, the the leg was saved. But yeah, he is a veterinarian at the Bronx Zoo and works on flamingos and snakes and lizards. So every time I profile say though it just said surgeon that's the kicker right he's like this guy has the the cojones to to, i mean i guess technically yeah technically it's true technically he's a surgeon so it it was not a a love connection but i'm glad to know that the flamingos at the bronx zoo in new york are in good hands
0: and did he show up in scrubs
3: he did not he did not. He did not. But
1: did did he know, have tre- like, Did did he have treats in his pocket?
3: He did not. Have, no. Yeah. He did. He told me he did. He didn't work on like pets, like cats and dogs. It was more the exotic <laughs> animals at the Bronx Zoo exclusively. Oh. So, and then like, I mean, whoever thought like you would never think about that, but it's like so true. Like, what happens if like a snake gets sick? Like, do you have to fix it somehow. I guess. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Whatever.
0: Oh my gosh, this is my yeah. this is one of my favorite recordings we've done. Um, Lisa's bio actually states, "If you're looking for me, I'm planning an event for Barstool Sports or on a bad blind date. Both highly entertaining." Um, and so this might just become a regular segment, um, Listen, not with you, but just just with our guests. Just sure. talk about your bad dates. What do we
3: got? Oh God, one has to go out and leave their apartment on a Friday night in order to increase that person's chances of meeting somebody.
1: Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. A big, so I that's a big part of the yeah, formula there. Yeah. I, I don't help myself. The other problem is like when my mom asked me about the last one I went on, she goes, what was wrong with him? Did he breathe? Right. So I maybe have to not be as picky. Like
0: I was, I was telling a friend recently, have high standards. Kim, hold those high standards. <laughs> Listen. Breathing is important. I I,
3: I've waited long enough. So when I do meet Mr. Wright, he's gonna be perfect and rich.
0: For all of our listeners, and we've got plenty of your demographic here in Tucson. Lisa will be here in the in the Tucson area in December. (laughs) Not busy at all. (laughs) We will vouch for her. You want to meet this woman. She's amazing. You can follow her on Twitter at live events. Lisa, a couple of events you need to mark on your calendar, the Bar Barstool Invitational Basketball Doubleheader, November 8th uh in chicago you want to check out amazing golf and have a great time championship rounds of the classic are on scottsdale december 4th and the 5th and of course our very own arizona bowl here on december the 30th lisa it has been a lot
3: guys this was so fun, was fun. I, can't see- I can't wait to see i can't wait to see are you going to come to the chicago Bart invitational basketball games again this year
0: i'm gonna yeah okay. i'll be out there i don't know I okay, can't, good. i'm not sure if kim's gonna join but yeah
3: okay good so we'll catch up I'll there be
0: out there to uh because i'll be at the upfront the night before and we'll say hi
3: this was so fun i can make a re every time i go on a date i'll make a reoccurring a visit and i'll tell you guys how it went
0: oh perfect (laughs) i'm telling you Um, this would be a great segment i'm not even kidding that would be so uh, fun just like to imagine
3: live (laughs) live
0: (laughs) updates with lisa (laughs) (laughs)
3: can you imagine if i like met my husband through this podcast anyway
0: it would be amazing
3: good to see you um miss you guys Thanks for having me. This was really fun.
0: Yeah. Lots of fun. We'll see you soon. Oh my gosh, man. How funny is Lisa? <laughs> How candidly best. funny. Awesome. Uh, that
1: was. <laughs> She's the best. And, and we've, that's what our, our calls are like We're, we, we get to talk to Lisa and the barstool cruel uh, barstool crew, you know, once a month, once every couple of weeks. And I always look forward to him and because of Lisa.
0: I think we're going to have to have her back just for updates on what it is. Well, I might have to do a new segment. Uh, you know, Ben and I, has both of our emails is on our website, com, along with a lot of other cool things you can see. Shoot us an email if you've got a great story that you think should be on the pod, and we'll start talking about it. Because, you know, football is fun. Football is family. And it's one of the great things that makes our game what it is, is we make friends that we can talk to, uh, you know, not just on a professional level. And certainly Lisa is an incredible professional, but we become friends and you become family because you spend so much time in the trenches. So uh, our thanks to Lisa Lidvac. What, what a
1: cool job she has too, I right? Know. And She said she she sees herself as bringing Barstool to life. And it's kind of like, you know, if you look at the Disney company, she's like the Disneyland. You know, all the, the you know, you get to interact with the personalities and the different brands, you know, in person, all these awesome events that Barstool puts on throughout the calendar year.
0: Yeah, I mean, she keeps them all together, too. Like, her staff is great. (laughs) But, I mean, the logistics of these mass events that they do, thank God they have Elisa because she she makes it look like it's easy. It is not easy, and her and her team do a great job. Um, Speaking of teams doing a great job, Ben, your team – has been working hard and we are under a month. Countdown is on to October the 12th at the Tucson Convention Center where we will invite none other than college football Hall of Famer Teddy Bruski to the... What is this? I guess our fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth edition of yeah, our, sure. our
1: annual kickoff lunch. They keep of- getting bigger and better every year.
0: No, I feel I tell you all the time. I'm like, cool, great guest. Who are you getting next? Yeah. <laughs> uh, because you know we had Gronk. We've had Hall. We're just we're doing a Hall of Fame tour. Apparently, from Trevor Hoffman to Gronk and now Teddy Bruschi. Uh What are some of the great things our our, our folks can look into? Uh, not only of why they should. Uh, just check out the Arizona why they should be at this launching?
1: It's this event that I think gets a lot of people fired up about our our bowl and about what we're all, you know, what the bowl is all about. It's designed to be the, the first event of the fall to kind of get people, you know, in the right mindset that football season, It's we're in the heart of it. And before you know it, you know, six weeks later, the bowl is coming. So we get people excited about the bowl. Teddy Bruschi is going to sit down, have a, you know, fun fireside chat with our, our boss Kim, and she does a great job with that. He's a recipient of the Dick Tomey Arizona Strong Award. We um, we also get to honor a great family for this community, the Flores family. They're the the Heather and John Volpe Tucson Strong Award recipients. Uh, we have fun giveaways throughout the throughout the the uh, luncheon. We do we're doing those light up wristbands again that uh, circulate throughout the room with different colors and land on you know green for. For our winner, we have an awesome raffle, fifty fifty raffle. And yet last, I yeah, like like nine grand. Yeah, last someone walked like away that. with nine nine grand. <laughs> Dell's right there with the checkbook, and he'll <laughs> yeah. he writes the check right there. We have some great prizes. We guess we were just kind of going over all the stuff that the Jerry Rice Foundation sent us and trying to figure out how we're gonna divvy this stuff up. It I mean, it was really cool.
0: I tell you, for for a sports nerd like me, and I only proclaim myself that I think Ben would also, but I'll let him proclaim oh, that on his own. Yeah, you know. Stuff like this comes into our office, and this is when we realize we have a pretty cool job because Kim walked out of our office she said... Like, you guys need to see this. She pulls out a, a football that the Jerry Rice found. we've been talking to the Jerry Rice Foundation about possibly being a speaker, and that still might happen in the future. Um, couldn't couldn't come this year, but was kind enough to provide. We thought, oh, my, he'll sign something. Oh, my goodness. He sent us a football that is logoed, stitched on pattern, signed by him and Steve Young mm-hmm. on the same football, which plenty of 49ers fans would
1: love to get their grubby hands on that. Yeah. Yeah, we got trading cards signed by by, by uh, Jerry and and Joe Montana, eight by ten glossy. So we're we're trying to figure out some of that will be in the raffle. Some of it might be a part of a live auction. So yeah. you know, it's still kind of TBD on that. But it's a good example of the type of prizes that we have available. Yeah,
0: one of those trading cards is one of fifty total that were made, and it's one of the Hall of Fame ones that Jerry Rice signed. So. I mean, when you talk about one of a kind, fifty of a kind in the country, but only one of a kind, and you can only get it at our luncheon. So make sure you come. Go to azbowlkickoff.com. That is azbowlkickoff.com. Get your tickets
1: today. It's filling up. I think we're already around the six, seven hundred mark Ben. Yeah, we got about sixty tables. Yeah, and we uh, we're just under a month. We got a hundred tables is at the max for the room. So we're hoping we can uh, can reach that number. And there, you know, we're we're. At a pretty good pace. You, you, you know, you look at the, uh, I like to say, the, um, the non-Gronk years. We're smashing it compared to two years ago or, or prior to the pandemic. So, like I said, this event just continues to grow and get more popular.
0: Yeah, I would imagine, you know, we're going to be at minimum around 800. And Just talking about our 50-50 raffle, uh, a lot of folks out there play the lottery, maybe play some bets. If you're one in 800 odds to win nine grand, I might buy that ticket. (laughs) Tickets are 85 bucks each individually or get a table of 10 for 800. Bring your friends. It's going to be a great time at that luncheon. We'll have plenty to talk about leading up to it and uh, we'll fill you in. We're going to record Teddy so you can hear a little bit of what he says at our luncheon on this pod. Man, I think that's about it for episode 13, Ben.
1: Yeah, this was a great show and uh, I'm excited to be able to share all the fun things that we have going on.
0: Yeah, you can find everything that's going on at com. Follow us on all the socials. Uh, ben does a wonderful job getting this podcast together. So make sure you're doing what, Ben?
1: Make sure you follow us, you download us, make sure you leave a comment, uh, a rating that helps us get some more, um, you know, more traction in the podcast world. So that we would really appreciate that support.
0: As always, we've loved doing it. We love bringing it to you. This has been Squib Kicks, a Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl podcast. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Del. And thanks, Ben. That's it for me. Thank you, Eric.
1: We'll see you.
0: This episode of Squib Kicks is brought to you by MyCamp Solutions. For all your business payment processing needs, they have your payment solution. Over 25,000 clients worldwide, including World Series of Poker, Venetian Resorts, and right here at the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. That's MyCamp Solutions for all your payment processing needs. Go to MyCamp.com, micamp.com. dot